about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Hey, 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 it's me, Beanbag Man. It used to be a commercial uh, here that, that used to play, and it would have uh, two guys in, a, in bean bags uh, for a, a furniture store. And uh, it would always start, hey, 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 Beanbag Man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever buy a bean bag from them? No, I never bought a bean bag from them. Damn, didn't, you know, didn't work. Did not sell you on the quality of their product. Uh, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good jingle though. I don't know if it was yeah. a jingle. No, it wasn't a jingle because they would just say it, kind of, kind of sing song say it. Yep. And guess what, Manny? Surprise! That was the opening bit that you made up by you thought it was just casual conversation we had before we started recording. But guess what? That's the opening bit is that you talked about some bee bad guys. Oh, you dastardly scoundrel! You you tricked I me. Gotcha again. Welcome to the Do You Remember Robotech podcast, the only podcast that answers the question. Hey, 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 do you remember Robotech? <laughs> yeah, um, that's the the, uh, the one context you should be making. Hey, 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 jokes relating to popular media things nowadays. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about uh, life? Uh, life is OK. It could be better. It could be worse. Which, you know, that's that's good, I guess. You always want it to be better. You always don't want it to be worse. It's true. If your life has become too good, you become a billionaire and your brain starts rotting and you become a comic book villain. Is what yeah, you know, uh, it's like Captain Kirk always says, I need my pain. <laughs> that's what, what Tupac says in his song that samples Star Trek V. Uh, well, Kirk said it first. Yeah. Uh, you know, apparently well, Nordstrom sells... Tupac branded uh, watches. Oh, do they do they uh, do they drop uh, hot rhymes? Do they have like a button to to do like a little sing song clip? It's not in the product description, from what I saw. Uh, apparently, they they also sell MacBooks in Nordstrom Rack. That was really weird today. Uh, I used to have a uh, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger White Power Ranger uh, watch. That's you know, so cool. That was, was the helmet, and you open it up. And it's a tiny little, uh, little LCD display with the time on it. And it has a button and it says, it's more for time. <laughs> I love it. I, I'd wear that today. But I'd uh, say, um, actually, this is uh, a Super Sentai White Ranger. That I, I Kiba Ranger, thank you. Yeah, he's he's actually not. Cool. He, that's a kid, right? That's a little, little kid. Yeah, from, that's, that's the kid. Yeah. That's, that's a Power Rangers victory. Easily beats that child. Like Tommy versus that kid, not even close. Tommy's cooler. Uh, I don't think Tommy ever uh, put up anybody's skirt in the True. show, at least. True. I I don't think I've heard bad things about his actor in real life, uh, generally. But you know, not to make this uh, another drama cast. Uh, in fact, our uh, I believe our uh, voice actress is pretty drama free, as far as we know. Uh, at least in the public. Yeah, yeah. There's always drama in real life. Maybe maybe she's a, like a gossip, you know, but we don't want to gossip about her maybe being a gossip. That would be... Oh, that Becky, she, she, she always runs her mouth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we're going to... Oh, Manny is going to talk a little about uh, voice voice actors for Minmei. Uh, first of all, Japanese voice of Minmei, what's her name? Uh, you, you are completely throwing me off because I, I thought I was just doing... Uh... I was just doing Becky today. I don't, I don't she, know. She literally has two roles. You may as well do her, Manny. Come on. Uh, Sorry, she's one role two times. <laughs> uh, Mari Ijima is her name. Okay. And, and uh, she does uh, Min Mei in the uh, 1982, I think it was, 82 or 83, uh, original Robotech Japanese uh, production. And she also does 
uh, Lin Minmay in the 2006, I think it's ADV dub of of Macross. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. She does both uh, and, of them. Uh, she does both of them in the sing song portions of the show. They just use the original songs because it's her voice. Yes, we we've probably talked about this before. I don't know if we, we've covered her. Uh, it's it's two characters we already did them before. You probably forgot too. All right, sorry. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's basically it. Uh, she has a whole Wikipedia article, um, but in terms of, of voice actors, uh, she, apparently she's mostly a singer is, is her thing. So she's like a singer that did this, you know, one popular voice acting role. And you oh, know good Honestly, her. It's good singing in here. Yeah. And I think, you know, good acting uh, too. Like, like I, as far I, as like. I changed my mind. You asked me mm-hmm. before, what do I think uh, of my boyfriend as a pilot? And I wasn't so hot on it. I'm, I'm much hotter on it now. I, I oh, pop for it. I pop. That's good. I'm glad you like it. Uh, every time she goes, kyun, kyun. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you, Mimic. Kyun, kyun. Uh, apparently, sorry, she does have some very tiny other other roles and things I, I've never heard of, but, but like, it's not sure matter. Apparently, uh, an MTV soap opera called Spider Games, spelled S P Y D E R, she was in. Why is that like Spy Spiders? I suppose so. Let me let me hear. We'll get we'll get off track real fast. We said, um. I'll read read the synopsis. The show centers on a wealthy video game producing family and the unexpected murder of the patriarch, Boris Carlyle, who is in control of the company. A widower with four children, Natalie, uh, Dimitri, Ivan, and Sasha, Carlyle exhibits an irrational and unconcealed hatred for apparently misogynistic reasons for daughter Natalia, the sole Carlyle child interested in the success of the family's video game business. The titular Spider Games. Carlisle instead places all of his interest and value in Dimitri, the oldest son, while second son Ivan's sensitivity is rewarded with Carlisle's barely concealed contempt. Youngest son Sasha, a teen much younger than his siblings, is superficially uh, indulged. Uh, apparently, as she plays, um, let's see, what character here? Uh, Soraya, who is not one of the, the main cast, but she is in it. Weird, huh? Weird. Yeah. Dude, see, does she, she mentioned later in the summary, or uh, uh, I saw that she did Min May uh, in 2013 for a video game. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's she... the most recent Min May that I've seen. There's a, there's a Macross game coming out pretty soon. I wonder if she's going to do Min May in that. Yes, I believe, I believe uh, Min May is in it. I don't know if you saw, but due to Harmony Gold's uh, fuckery, they, the, the game is coming out in Western territories, but just like without the original Macross characters. Uh, yes, but you know it's also coming out in other places, yeah. and that's where I want to know if, if they if they got his uh, money back. We should we should watch an episode of Spider Games at some point. That sounds fun. I like uh, I like I'll... a, a two thousand one MTV video game soap opera. Are you kidding me? I don't know if that... we have we ever mentioned your love of soap operas on this show. What what I don't love soap <laughs> operas. Like uh, it, it's like a, a Stockholm syndrome situation where like I just watch enough <laughs> episodes and I'm just like hooked without being hooked it's like a, a fish that's hooked and being reeled <laughs> in against its will uh could, could you briefly describe for for the audience that know uh facets of, of your life how how you watch soap operas uh i watched mexican soap operas at work uh because it was on on the tv and uh it was uh it was a job that gave me a lot of free time so i kind of just sat down and Watched out of the corner of my eye with like just begrudgingly increasing interest each episode. And a lot of them are like weird Christian soap operas too, right? Uh, I mean, they're, they're Mexican. So they're just like super Catholic by their nature. Right. Like Joe Biden. What? Joe Biden's Catholic. Oh, you don't uh, know that? uh, Yes. I knew he was Catholic. You just always throw me off when you bring up Joe Biden randomly. It's like it's like you have some sort of weird Joe Biden obsession. He's in the news. What can I say? He's a, he's a popular guy. There's other people that are always in the news that you don't bring up. Oh uh, yeah. Well, um, Joe Biden's just kind of funnier, funnier to make fun of, I, I suppose. Uh, did you hear that he, he had a talk with the Pope recently? Uh, no, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I heard did about, about Robotech. <laughs> Most likely, I don't think there's anything going on in the world right now. Uh, more important than the Robotech. Uh, wow. Someone did bring up the fact that uh, apparently the Pope was a little critical of of him uh, for for some of the the, the recent 
uh, horrible Zionist events that are that are occurring. And uh, Joe Biden's, I mean, you know, the classic Democrat uh, shrug and then saying, well, I think we should just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Pope was apparently a little bit critical of that and uh, a Twitter thread joke that it would be funny if the Pope excommunicated Joe Biden to make him think about his behavior, <laughs> uh, which, which, which it would be. It would be, I would love to see it. You know, I'm not a big Pope guy, but I would, I, I, I'd give it to the Pope if he excommunicated Joe Biden. So, uh, Pope, if you're well, listening. Fingers crossed that Pope, uh, whatever his name is, comes through for, for you. Yeah. Anyway, that actress... Now. Nari Ajima, not not a lot, but yeah, apparently, you know, um, I, I was going to say, not a lot of musicians that do like one voice role are very good. She's a very notable exception. Does a quite a good job. Have you seen that one? I, I'm nearly certain you're going to say no, but there's a live action remake of a Little Mermaid where uh, someone played the seagull that was a um, celebrity, uh, Aquafina. Was was played by and, and people made a lot of fun of of her in that role. So that's an example of a singer uh, that can't act. Um, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know if the playing the the seagull from live action Little Mermaid is like the most fair comparison in the world, but uh, definitely something people were were really uh, shitting all over her, much much like birds do. They shit over everything. In any case, yeah. In any case. Robotex Min May, uh, Rebecca Forstad. I like to call her Becky. We go, we go <laughs> way back. Mm-hmm. She is known for her roles in uh, Code Geass. Geass. I never knew how to pronounce that. Geass. Gas. It's it's like a gas, like like. Or a is it like a soft G? Is it a, Code Geass? Code Geass. Uh, you <laughs> said that, not me. Uh, uh, in in Code Geass, she plays Nunnally. Who is someone I don't know who uh, anything about? She is a little little sister of the main character, and she's you know, being a big part of uh, the royalty. And it's really hard to be royalty, and also, um, you know, maybe a little bit uh, ableist in in her, her interpretation in that series. I like I like Kobe Gass. It's very dumb. A complimentary. Other roles here are uh, Mihoshi from. Uh, all the Tenchi Muyo dubs, uh, up to and including I Tenchi Muyo from 2018, which was a, uh, I think a fun little thing. Not not a, a show of any substance of any kind, but it was a fun little thing. Uh, going back to I think the 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 um, the uh, Tenchi Muyo uh, OVA dubs, I think all the way back to that, which was like 1999. The only experience I have with Tenchi Muyo is the voice of Optimus Prime doing a sweet Toonami voiceover for one of the uh, like the advertisements. Like, the world of Tenchi Muyo is here. I thought that was cool. I, I think I remember that commercial, and, and like it just focuses on, on how Tenchi has all these ladies around him. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Uh, this is uh, one that you brought to my attention, Fighting Flea from Mighty Morphin Power <laughs> Rangers. I do not remember that monster at all. I'm looking at it right now. It does look like a flea. It does not look like a fighter, <laughs> but it does look like a flea. Do you think? Do you think she met Brian Cranston? Probably, right? No, I think you're 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 inflating the the involvement of Cranston in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He was a producer. It's not impossible that he met like other voice actors like once. I think it make kind of some sense. Uh, but how how much of a producer are we talking here? You're right. I don't know. It, I'm saying it's like at least a 30% chance they met. I'm going to do a little bit lower. I'm going to say like 10%. Well, we get Brian Cranston on this show to talk exclusively about which Macross voice actors he had met on the production of Power Rangers. You're going to be so wrong. Uh, is he going to come uh, like dressed as a Power Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. Truly. Uh, let's see here. Another, more roles. More roles. She played... Kika, uh, Mobusu Gundam, little tiny Kika in the uh, dubs for Mobusu Gundam, uh, the three abridged movies. Yeah, not abridged, not abridged, but <laughs> yeah, they, they got them abridged. Uh, they they are abridged, but you know it's not a capital A abridged. Famous member of Team Four Star. Uh, and what else we got here? We got Chaozu in one of like the six hundred that, that I found out, like one of the six hundred dubs of Dragon Ball. I think that's a movie specifically. Yeah, it's a movie specifically, but like, I I had no idea there were that many dubs of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. 
there, there's like so many dubs for yeah. like, oh, this this one is, you know, they did this one in a garage and, and broadcasted in just like Seattle or something. Yeah, including one from Harmony Gold. And who knows, maybe we'll cover, I think there's a very small amount of that episode that's, sorry, amount of that dub specifically that's been released, like only a few episodes. Yeah, uh, like episode five or something. Yeah, Goku's called Zero in that. That's how wild it is. Is it, is it Zero with a Z or with an X? I think it's with a Z. Okay. You know what I'm th- you know what I'm I'm confusing it, this is an easy mistake to make but I'm confusing Goku with Linkin Park. <laughs> they're uh, both cool. I get it. I think their their like original name before they changed it to Linkin Park was Zero with an X. Yeah. Did you listen to my ending last time? I made a fun Linkin Park joke in the end. I did not. Ah, did not. Okay. Oh well. I just make uh, cool things that based on things that you say you don't have to pay attention to them. Uh, anyone, anyone else? Uh, there's there's one I actually do recognize from her dub role in here while I'm looking at this thing, too. Ghost in the Shell, standalone complex. She's the voice of the Tachikomas. And I think she does a great job of making those things like lovable. Uh, Ghost in the Shell in general, like a really good dub. A great way to watch that. Uh, Tachikomas are extremely fun. Are they like uh, just uh, very cute robot thingies? Yes, they all talk like kids and they have different personalities. And uh, they they have like different ways of speaking. Uh, it's fun. All right then. Well, yeah. that's that's uh, whatever this segment is called. That's it. Yay! That's called Manny's voice actors. Probably. I think we've used like four or five different names <laughs> at this point. Well, I mean, it's your segment. What do you what do you want to be called? Uh, Manny's voice actors. Okay. Done. We'll have a different name for it next week. Done. I'll think of one. Uh, yeah, that's that's Lin Um are, are you still you're still more on on Team Becky over the the original actress? I mean, I guess I guess it evens out because you know of the 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 voice rolling versus the sing rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for sure, original Min May is better at singing. That uh, that that Robotech Min May just singing about how she's going to be a star. Oh. That's no yeah, good. good. That is no good. good. There's no more songs in uh, Mac Ross and Robotech. As long as it's not that song. It's many. They're all going to be bad. I, I I don't know what leads you to believe that that song in particular is the only bad one that she does. I, I haven't heard them, but we, we did listen to that other one in the earlier episode. She seems like a tiny part of, uh, I don't remember the name, but it was in Mac Ross. It was Cinderella. Uh, and she sung a bad version in Robotech. Uh, yes, uh, but not a bad version of that. It was like a different song, right? Yes, yes, yes. Different song they, completely. Correct. Yeah, but it, it was equally bad, and we're going to get more of those. I hope it's uh, a song about how she's going to be a star. <laughs> Just all only songs star. Different songs about how she's going to be a star. Yeah, and speaking of, I don't have a segue. We're going to do the JoJo segment. Standing ovation. Standing ovation. We're standing and we're ovulating. Uh, I'm doing neither of those things at the moment. Okay, well, if you are doing that audience you should probably sit sit down if you're ovulating you should probably be sitting or laying down i think it's safer for you as a doctor uh manny are you ready to see a picture of this this fella here uh well i have it open in my horizontal monitor so it just shows like the whole thing oh okay um audience you can go ahead and look at it too just one image is it jeb i'm looking at jeb here Uh uh-huh yeah you're looking at (laughs) jeb bush yep Famous thing. Really weird that they included Jeb Bush and George. Yeah, I, and, uh, I get it. Please, please applaud. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> please clap. Please clap. Yeah, standing ovation. It works. Oh, I, that, that's clever. I didn't think of that. I oh, know this is a G E B Jeb based off. Uh, I don't know some some Egyptian tarot card thing. Um, but yeah, to quickly describe it. Not all to describe. Uh, it's just a, a, a hand made out of water with sharp claws. Also okay. made out of water. I don't know what these water claws are going to do. They're just water. I mean, what? A, come on, right. water doesn't hurt. We all know that. So, what do you think this does? I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, don't overthink it. It's basically what it looks like. Uh, it grabs you to drown you. Uh, a little, a little more specific, or a little more broad than that. But yeah, Th- I'll, this I'll, is I'll what it looks you. like. This is what it looks like. Okay. Okay. Like, it's it's literally just like water that kills you like not even like it can drown you but it can also like rip your face off i, I put a little gif in there if you want to take a look at that uh audience if you are watching the gif is very explicit in a violent way it's a horrible violent action that this the stand does by ripping a dude's face off 
the face is very <laughs> conservative oh, yeah. there. Whole, whole the, the, whole, the whole head comes off. Come on. Yeah, but it's, it's like it's like the face gets grabbed and then the rest of oh, the head comes with and it. And the water is coming out of a canteen thing. Yeah. So he, I mean, that's that's like um, not like a part of it. He just like it's hides the water in there to get it closer to his his victims in this specific instance. Is what can, the guy can, can he put the water in any other thing in any other yeah. container? Yeah. Like is he, is he just walking around with like a, a bottle of water? Oh, okay. Uh, specifically, the thing with this fight is that the stand user is blind, and so he he can only like use sound, uh, and so it kind of gets abused by uh, the, the main character to uh, avoid making sound uh, to defeat him for a sec. Is, is it is it yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh, like uh, I'm blind, but I can hear your heartbeat? Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's like really far away, so I think it's more just about like the footsteps and stuff. Uh, but he probably could hear your heartbeat. No, not my heart. Yeah, so he's he's like like sitting down in the desert, like a mile away, while his sand just like ripping dudes' faces off. It's brutal. Um, Feed in a very funny way, but it feels like too much of a spoiler. Not really what we're going for. Uh, Very simple dude, and I I think you can guess why I chose the water thing, just because they land in a bunch of in the Pacific Ocean this episode. Uh, I hadn't made the connection. Yeah, not nothing, nothing crazy. Makes sense. Uh, Funnily enough, is actually another. I, I thought about including both of them here but I knew you'd get mad at me, so I didn't. But there's another stand that is extremely similar to this, like, in the next part, that's also just, like, a thing made out of water that tries to kill you. Oh, uh, is that the thing where, like, oh, this this stand person is related to that stand person? Nope, nope. Unrelated dude. In fact, it's kind of a what much worse asshole dude. And, like, the fight goes a different way because it's, like, inside a house instead of in, uh, like, a desert. No, and it has, that, like, a few extra powers to it. But it's essentially just, like, a thing of water that tries to kill you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get the, the carpet wet. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to inc- add the fun fact here from, from the wiki. Uh, Araki was inspired to create Jeb after hearing about someone drowning from a cup of water in a wash basin and thus thought it would be interesting to have someone drown in a desert. That's, you know, a wash basin is not a desert, but I can see where, you know, yeah, I guess. All right. I guess. A Rocky. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Jeb? Jeb Bush. Uh, I'm going to say just uninspired. <laughs> not not a lot going on here. It's just a hand that grabs your face head off. I mean, it's like, not it, always it did, a hand. It didn't have to be made of water, right? Well, no, it has to be made of water. Or you just mean like creatively making yes. it. Yeah. You can just make a hand out of anything. Like, oh, this hand is made out of uh, desert sand. This hand is made out of wind. I made hand motions when I said wind. You kind of said it like the Captain Planet. Wind. Water. Heart. Go planet. (laughs) Heart. It's made out of heart. Uh, I mean, it's not always a hand. Uh, like, I'm not a huge Jeb defender. I think it's fine. It's, it's this thing that made a water that kills you. But you know, just just to, to be fair, it turns into other things that kill you. But it's not that much different. All right. Well, that's that, that's Jeb though. Shout out to Jeb. Jeb Bush, come on the podcast and let's talk about the Pope. Please don't. Well, I, Jeb Bush gets in contact with me to be cool. We'll not let him on the podcast, no matter how much mangoes he offers Manny. Uh, just 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 be uh, just you know. Take the high ground. Just be courteous. Thank you for your interest in uh, appearing in the pod. At at the current moment, we are not uh, looking for any bushes at all. Very true. Sorry, sorry to non-evil bushes out there. I'm sure you exist. Uh, anyway, enough about bushes. How about crosses? Uh, how about uh, wins? Uh, oh. Blues. <gasps> Greens. Can we call these guys the Blues Brothers? Uh, real, real quick, I <laughs> I didn't even notice till I was panning over, but I w- was looking at uh, Becky Forstat's website, and she has like a giant collage of herself surrounded by all the anime characters she plays. It's very cute, That's including very including. Cute. Oh, have, do, are you seeing it? I'm gonna I'm looking it up right now. Okay, let me let me. Sorry, I'll I'll include this in the show notes. This is very very fun uh, because it's including on her her collage there, uh, not only Mighty Flea, but one of her characters is giving a full panty shot right next to the Hey Arnold character. Oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> wow. 
like uh shout out shout out becky lee knows knows what the real fans want that's great do you think do you think her biggest roles are the ones that are closest to her or the ones that are biggest in the image like full body shots are, are her biggest roles i i don't necessarily know i know i mean obviously her, her dang and rompa character is pretty popular as has been may i don't think anyone cares about fighting flea and she's that's very close to her yeah that's that's like above her almost but Minmay is pretty big there. Minmay is like the biggest one, right? I do see. Hmm. Uh, she she is a SAG after us since 1981. Um, is I really hope Robotech is not a. I'm nearly positive SAG after is not a Robotech thing. But maybe I should look into that again. And like I, I call up SAG after and I ask them. Okay, if they're they're wrong, they're wrong. But it, it is cool that she's uh she's supporting SAG after. Um, you know, ask for that stuff. Uh, anyway. Gosh, let's 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 get into Macross. Let's let's go ahead and talk about some stuff there. I'm ready to read your freaking summary, Manny. Are you ready for me to read your freaking summary? Little freak. Uh, if you want to call that a summary, but go for it. Yeah, this is wow. my my lowest effort summary by far. Uh, I'm pretty sure there won't ever be such a low effort summary, uh, except for maybe the uh, <laughs> next episode <laughs> clip show. <laughs> yeah, maybe there will never again be another instance of this, except for maybe next week. Okay. Uh, yes, I to, to start off uh, this episode very light for whatever reason. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but pretty light. Um, <clears throat> Macross episode thirteen, Blue Wind. Summary is presented as a bulleted list because of lack of episode depth. Uh, these are all all obviously every sentence is a a bullet. The Blue Wind gang gets up to some infiltration shenanigans. Misa and company get debriefed and are not taken seriously. Remember protoculture? Global says, let's go to the earth. Blue Wind Gang goes out for a night on the town. Public restroom gender enforcer. Celebrity Minmay kisses Kakasaki. Blue Wind loses to the power of music. Not of Blue Wind in their self-titled episode. Kamujin attacks against orders. Laplamese slaps Camogen like the punk he is. Macross lands on Earth. Blue wind, more like blue ocean. Zero milia content, zero out of ten episode. Do you think there's anything missing from my uh, summary? Let's see. Uh, It's it's pretty much uh, all the important stuff is there. Global say, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, global, global kind of says specifically, let's go past the, uh, the blockade more because they're, they're all, they're all trying to get to earth in general. So that's, it's maybe a bit misaccurate specifically like, Hey, we need to get past the blockade here. Um, but, but other than that, it's, uh, it's about right. Now they've been trying to get to earth like while under Zentradi attacks is like episode two. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that, that, that's what I'm saying is that that's always been the goal, but here specifically he says, Hey, we're going to go there. Uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's basically it. Uh, that happens. Blue wind shows up. They, uh, get into shenanigans. Um, there's, uh, the fallout from the gang escaping from the Zentradi. Another top brass take them seriously. They go home, uh, and, uh, they manage to get past the blockade and arrive at earth. That's basically it. Um, uh, right now read mine. Mine is also very short is like three paragraphs. Uh, let's see here. Episode 13 of Robotech. I believe it's titled Blue Wind. The Macross is close to Earth. Claudia is a jerk to the poor unnamed officer. Uh, those, those are the uh, trackball girls, right? Oh, is, is it? Huh. Yeah, all, they're all the trackball girls. They have trackball names. Girl like, one. They're all the, they, they have names, too. They're na- named after, like, Candy. There's, there's oh. like, one named Pocky, I think. That's fun. Do you know what uh, this one's name is? I'll, I'll look it up while you're reading. Claudia's a jerk to a poor, air quotes, unnamed officer about it. Well, I guess they're unnamed in the Robotech. Unnamed officer about it for some reason. Anyway, Blue Wind is here. They spy the bridge trio uh, who get dressed out of their uniforms off camera. You don't see this. We're not going to show you this. Into civilian outfits. Inspired, Blue Wind steals some random people's clothes as they use, they use to use as a disguise. Humorously. Uh, one of them is dressed in a in a dress, right? It's, it's, no, it's a skirt. It's a skirt. You're right. It, it's a it's a pink uh, skirt. Ho ho ho! Gender norms. 
I think it's Panap, by the way, the one with a lot of hair. Her name Penap. is Panap. Okay, yeah, there's one Panap. Uh, uh, they will continue to do hijinks for the rest of the episode. Uh, Lisa, Hunter, Ben, and Max are telling all the t- uh, telling all the top brass everything they learned about the Zentradi, but it doesn't seem to land with them the way you'd expect. And Henry is the only one who seems to treat the story with uh, any sort of respect. Everyone gets promotions and a midnight performance ceremony, though. Uh, a midnight performance ceremony. This, this is a midnight uh, singing about herself. I'm not. I cannot get over like how that song is just about her. Like, <laughs> just, just like I'm going to be a star. Like, oh, uh, all, three, uh, all three guys even get a kiss from her on the cheek. Even Ben. Uh, especially Ben. Like he's so tall, he she can't even get up there. Uh, Lisa returns to the bridge and has a sort of awkward conversation. The lads, meanwhile, yell at Fokker for a while attempt to join the battle. What is, what's going on here? Uh, the lads get oh, yelled at. Oh, I sorry, totally, I totally Fokker. forgot this scene here. Uh, meanwhile, the lads get yelled at by Fokker uh, for attempting to join a battle. Uh, briefing. I think it was a briefing because the battle hadn't started yet, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, who cares? Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, my apologies. And oh my god, there's a battle starting. Kamjin is... Uh, it's not Kamjin. It's Chiron. Chiron, you nerd. Oh, I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked Chiron. up. I fucked up. I fucked up. Yes, yes. Get get in there and edit this. <laughs> I cool edited it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm fixing it. Chiron is coming and we're all gonna die. Oh, never mind. He just get big dog by Zonia. Now we're back on Earth. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, the, the some of those people are really happy to be on Earth. I, I mean, reasonable. Like, look, man, they they've they've developed their own culture. Did um, I don't know if you saw if you watched the preview for the next episode, which I usually don't, but I kind of left it playing. I think I was watching the episode like in bed, and I was like, oh, I don't want to like reach over to the keyboard. It's way over there. I'm way over yeah. here, mm-hmm. uh, and. It said that uh, after two years, Global was getting de- debriefed. So, like, have they oh, been yeah. nice in Yeah, two I, years? I, I free that. That was one of my notes. I was freaked the fuck out. Like, what? What do you mean? Two years? That was in that was in Robotech, right? Not not that Macross. Was just Robotech, not Macross. Okay, right? yeah, that's that's fucked up. That's such a long time. Uh, maybe I guess we'll find out next episode. That's really how long they've been in. That that seems yeah, outrageous like, to me. It's it's outrageous that if it's been two years, we've only seen one Minmay birthday. What is going on? Yeah, yeah. She that's that's just maybe that's how space works. Oh man. So yeah, uh, hopefully I, I want to know if it's been two years or if the the Robotech narrator is just doing their own thing like they do sometimes. Yeah. They just kind of do it sometimes. They like to be free. Uh, maybe it's like the year beyond the Macross situation too. Like, you know, globals, what he got for, for lunch, you know, a a few weeks before. Oh yeah. Like that's really interesting. I want to know what's going on right there. Uh, Another thing that their narrator said this time in the opening of the episode that I did not believe at all. uh, The Robotech narrator said, uh, Rick Hunter led the escape from the Zentradi ship. Hmm. Inaccurate. I, don't, I, I have in my, in my notes, Rick Hunter didn't leave jack shit. It's more Max, really. Yeah, it's all Max. Like 95% Max. Uh, I uh, wanted I wanted to write that the Blue Wind Gang were playing Hitman, but we used that last episode, so... And they really know. weren't. They they weren't doing Hitman stuff. I, I, think, I think just breaking into a locker, into 45 lockers, and getting the wrong clothes... <laughs> there were so many discovered. open lockers in there. <laughs> <laughs> They, you think they would have given up after like 10, 10 lockers? They forcibly, uh, like they no, no. forced open with the crowbar. They, they know that there's uniforms in there. All right, they know. I thought, I thought the joke initially was going to be that they would walk in, and they would immediately get yelled at because it's like a woman's changing room. I, well, I that, guess it's that did happen later on, though. Yes, yeah. Well, that in in bathrooms. Uh, I guess it wasn't a woman's changing room. I guess it was it was either like a um a, a both genders like, changing room or, or maybe there's a locker room and then like a changing area in the back. Yeah, that's possible. Um that's that, that that's my view of the situation. Probably thinking about about it too much. Uh yeah, you know, before we we get into more of the nitty-gritty. Um you like this episode? Not a lot too, but you like it? 
I, I think this episode was like twice as long as it could have been. Like this could have been half of another episode. If if you simply didn't watch <laughs> Robotech, it would have fixed it. Yeah. It would have been just fine. Uh yeah. I, I have a weird amount of notes for, for this. Maybe just I was trying to scratch the barrel. Uh and also just because some of the, the Robotech things were uh a little strange, particularly. Um I'll say broadly, uh, you know, the 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 blue wind stuff, uh half of it was pretty funny. Um, when it was just like the cross-dressing jokes, that stuff. Yeah, that was not is, bad. That was, that, was, I mean, that was bad. Yeah. I, I don't know why I said not bad. It, it was bad. Yeah. I, it doesn't go like full transpanic or anything. It's like pretty typical anime cross-dress humor. But, uh, you know, it's just, just it's been done. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's not, I'm not laughing. I've seen this exact joke a billion times. It's not really that funny. Uh, I think maybe like the only slightly making a land angle for it was that yeah. they just keep calling it like female uniforms. Yeah. Just just using the word uniforms makes it yeah. a little bit funny. Okay. Yeah. It it is it is a little funny when when he points at him he says, you've got a female uniform on. That is slightly <laughs> slightly humorous. Uh and I, you know I guess I, I said no transpanic stuff, but there is there's a bit uh that we, we both mentioned where um so okay what's okay let, actually let's go over the names real quick too so we can describe these guys. Uh, so the three members of Blue End, I don't even know if they've been named in the show yet. Manny says they have been. I, I don't believe him. I think he's a little liar. Uh, but in Macross, uh, so there's kind of the, the the rotund one. He's wearing the dresses. Of his, his name's Orera, Nantes, and Macross. His name's Braun in Robotech. Uh, the uh, kind of small, mousy one, uh, his name is unfortunately Lolly Dozel <laughs> in Macross. I'm, I'm just going to say low lie. Low lie. <laughs> The Dozel's fine, like like in Gundam. Uh, and his name is Rico in Robotech. And I, I guess I'll describe him as the hot one. Would you say it's accurate? Oh, the, he's, the he's, he's, one? he's like getting to hot. <laughs> he's in trotty hot. Like, like if he works on himself a little bit, he could be hot. Yeah, yeah. Like, like have you ever seen like kind of like a hot guy at like a Magic the Gathering thing, but he's like really, really hot in comparison to everyone else? And like, he, no he's like, he's like how... That's me, by the way. <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> Ladies. His name and is Conda Bronco. And he's the only one that kept his name, right? No, uh, uh his for, name for Robotech. Con- his name's Con yeah, oh you're sorry, you're right. His name's uh Conda with a C in Macross, uh Conda with a K in Robotech. But yeah, essentially kept his name. We can, we can call him Conda both ways. Conda. Good old Conda. Conda with a K, Conda with a C. Yeah. Just, so uh and I, I know that I've heard uh the name Rico before. That's it's uh, a, oh, I mentioned man. it before because that's the guy from uh, Starship Troopers. Uh Spider Rico, right? What? No, no, never mind. Uh yeah, so Braun is, is wearing uh, a dress and he gets um uh kind of like like the whole city of, of Macross really does not approve of, of dressing uh, against your perceived gender identity. And so he's he's walking around with like a, a big skirt and people is like like a whole group of people start like surrounding him and laughing. It's very mean. It's not cool. It's Macron City. Yeah, there's there's a, a, a Robotech line that says, "Is that guy wearing a dress?" Not cool. You gotta you gotta be more accepting on that ship. I know it's like they're kind of pushing some xenophobia stuff because uh, of the Zentradi, and you know what? That's that's kind of fair. They're big scary aliens that love war, but you gotta be cool. I think they would have blended in just fine in their fake Roman togas. <laughs> you think? Like, I think like. People would have just kind of like looked at him for a second, just kept walking. I don't think it would have been like, "Hey, there's alien spies on board," but I think they get some funny looks. Like I would, I just think I, I would have thought like, "Oh, they're they're just coming back home from a play or something." They didn't change. Uh, speaking of changing, so uh, the the one weird bit that wasn't very funny was that um, Braun goes. Braun, they all run off to well, the once, restroom once they realize that Braun is is wearing a woman's uniform. Yeah, they, they get to a restroom and there's a guy that uh, points to Braun. He says, hey, the, the woman's restroom's over there. And so he runs into the woman's restroom and then all the women beat him up, which, uh, you know, I guess it probably isn't that mean spirit at the time. But uh, all the, the, the bathroom stuff today makes it feel kind of bad. Yes. Yeah. Not cool. Uh, I don't think that was in the discourse in like 80s Japan, though. So they just or funny 1985 uh, United States. Yes. 
Uh, so yeah, that, that, that part all sucks. I, I do think the one really bit good bit with those three is during the, the song performance where they all just start dancing to the beat of the music uncontrollably. I just can't uh, resist it. It's, yeah. too, it's overpowering them. Yeah, and Robotech, one of them says it's mass hypnosis, which is very funny. <laughs> I feel incredibly primitive, oh. but it has a very pleasing effect on the sense. It's mass hypnosis. Yeah, but I kind of like it. Yeah, we're kind of, I want to talk briefly about. The thing I mentioned in my summary about Claudia being a jerk, I went back and compared them just to, to make sure. Uh, and, and very, very much is so. So the way the scene works in the original Macross, it's a very slight one, but a very weird characterization change is that uh, a character, Panapa or whatever, I'm not going to remember her name. She does not matter, but she's like, ah, I really, <laughs> she goes, uh, she's looking at the earth from orbit. It's like, wow, I really like to go there. And Claudia in both versions interrupts her and says, well, you, how about you ask the Zentradi fleet surrounding us if you can go there? Uh, and then uh, Macross, she kind of like backslides a little bit. She's like, hey, listen, this is like something for the brass to take care of. We, we can't, we have to like make sure we're on top of it. Okay. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, okay. And in Robotech, she's way meaner. She says like, um, like, oh yeah, you want to go over there? It's a, well, the, the Zen, why you ask the Zentradi? Yeah, take a look at that. Zentradi fleet, huh? So why don't you just shut up? Uh, kind of like that vibe. Uh, like that was a jerk move. Yeah, too harsh. Too harsh. You don't need to do that. Yeah, she's she's like the the overnight shift. Let her let her go. Take it easy. Yeah, on her. yeah. You're, if you're the night shift, it's already rougher. You you barely have a name. Panap. Uh, uh, just to add to you, to the previous scene, the the blue wing gang. Yeah. Uh, in Macross, they spotted that the prisoners had escaped. In Robotech, they did not. Oh, interesting. Oh, did you notice too in the Macross opening about the prisoners escaping? Uh, the the narrator uh, describes it as here. I wrote it down. Um, their desire to return gave them a miracle beyond imagination. Yes, yes. I was like, <laughs> what? What? Uh, as if they were listening to your complaint from last episode. Uh, another another bit. It's a little bit after that where they uh, right before the Blue Wind Gang discover that they're going to change. Uh, they make a weird. Uh, joke in Robotech in the ritual Macross, uh, the, the three bridge crew ladies that do get to have names, Chami Kim and Vanessa, they all say they're going to go to a disco. The blue wind guys are like, what's disco? I write it down in Robotech. The conversations change to all the girls saying how sweaty they are. And that one of them's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm so sweaty. My uniform wants to get off of me. And, and the blue wind gang is like, what's that about? And Rico is like, they must be talking about their great powers. <laughs> Weird great power of sweat. Yeah. Strange, strange joke. I guess the, the, the next big scene is the scene where they all tell the brass about their experiences on the, uh, the ship there. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you want to, what, what, what did you think of the scene? Uh, it was, it was, I, man, I don't, I don't like any yeah. of these brass guys. They're all <laughs> assholes. It, it kind of felt like they came out of nowhere too, huh? Like who? Who are these guys? Where have they been for the past twelve episodes? Uh, like, what authority do they have? I know one of them, uh, Bruno in Robotech, called him a a colonel, and uh, that's weird. That, that's like an Air Force rank. So I, I don't even know what's going on. Uh, um, did, did one of them actually like defend them? Like one of the white? Uh, he's got like brown, uh, gray, or white hair. Yes, yes, yes. That like, was in Robotech, a... right? Yes, that was a unique Robotech thing. So I, I, I made sure to write that down because I thought it was a very strange bit, especially in these specifics. So in, in Macross, because of what comes after that, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so in, in Macross, there's a, a conversation uh, that basically says, uh, "Hey, like uh, one of the the brass people says, well, are, are we sure they they haven't been brainwashed or something?'" And uh, the guy with white hair says, "No, we've like done tests on them. Their their readings are pretty normal, physical and, and mentally." Uh, in Robotech, it's changed to uh, the same guy saying, hey, um, you know, like just like more actively making fun of them. I think the line is like, oh, they're like little green men. And then the guy with white hair says, um, levity is unbecoming of someone yet to prove himself. Which yeah. is really weird because like that's like he's not a character, dude. At all, right? <laughs> yeah, we don't know this guy. This guy does not have a name. He literally, you know, like not even just like doesn't have a name to us because he's not a poor, but literally... A, a nothing character and, th- and that's a line that you would only really say to someone who is a character right yeah. weird like that's, that's something you would say to like uh to to ben or max <laughs> just going up to like a star trek ensign and be like you haven't proved yourself yet of course you have it doesn't have a name yeah 
Uh, and then they all just break out in laughter. Yeah, uh, yeah, very strange. And, and then in uh, the, the other big weird thing is that they add a strange bit of crosstalk where uh, it's it's a pretty similar conversation, except they just have it overplaying over each other. Yeah, where where Bruno starts uh, starts uh, saying something, and before he finishes, the other guy is like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'll contact Earth right now." Yeah, and it's just you know two conversation, two lines of dialogue just over each other in a very awkward way that is not in uh, in Macross. No, no, it, it, it's not, and serves serves no purpose. I do really like one change uh, right there when the conversation is about the guy wants to send a coded message to Earth and instead, uh, you know, Global is like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go to Earth ourselves. And in Robotech, when he says no, they had a big music sting. That's very funny. <laughs> no, you won't. I, I don't think it sounds like that, but yes. <laughs> um, did it, did the, uh... Was there any big change to the protoculture talk? Have they have they been consistent with it? It's a small change. It's a small change where uh, they do kind of pick up back from uh, a few episodes ago where the Zentradis talk about how there is something of great value hidden on the SDF-1. And uh, Henry talks about, like, hey, one of the reasons it might not be attacked is because there's something hidden on here. Where in Macross, it's more, much more general. Like, hey, they're afraid of us. And that's why they've been so inconsistent about attacking. So, yeah, they are continuing that plot. There's something hidden on the SDF-1. What could it be? Does uh, Ben have it? Sex. There's sex there. I mean, that's, that's a lot of protoculture. The the red light district that uh, Kakizaki went to earlier is going to gonna win the war. <laughs> Honestly, if you probably just put a bunch of porn on for Zentradi, that would, that would freak him the fuck out. The, the, all the ships would just immediately self-destruct. <laughs> There's a few questionable performances uh, there, so there's the uh i guess i guess we actually talked about like the, the seed in, in in macross for the brass thing uh it's not do you do you find it pretty in line the top brass didn't believe them do you think it's believable that they they weren't believed uh yes for sure like like they uh if nothing else the number of ships is just absolutely ridiculous right that's why the, num- the number of ships that they said the zentradi fleet is is made out of is Four to five million ships. That is a ridiculous number. And and this this number they specifically said excluding the small ships. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's that's that's the part you think they had the most trouble with, not like the kissing bit. Yeah, the yeah cloning. when they said that that number specifically, that that's when like one or two of the, the top brass guys actually spoke out like no that no not a chance. No way. Mm-mm. I don't know if they said mm-mm, but yeah. Yeah. At the end of the scene too, there's a, a small little, you know, for our, our classic Bruno Henry action of this episode. I think that that's it here. Where uh, in Macross, Bruno is is like, Hey Lisa, or sorry, hey Misa, I, I I really liked your um your speech and I believe your your story, but you, you know I mean it's like, yeah, I get it. And and then walks away like very, very tersely, like he doesn't actually have a lot of power. It's sort of like a, um, you know, a meaningless levity that he's doing because ultimately they still don't believe him. But in Robotech, you know, Chad Henry, hot hothead Henry, it's like, hey, listen, Lisa, I believe you. And then Lisa says, you know what, sir, I respect that you believe me. And I think it's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very different vibes. Uh, but they still, the, the brass doesn't believe shit. Oh yeah, they're they're fucked no matter what. Uh, they did get all promotions, though. Oh yeah, uh, yeah especially um, Lisa Misa is a captain. Uh, captain in uh, Misa is a captain. Oh, Lisa! I think well, they say Lisa got a promotion. I guess they don't Lisa say got a promotion, but I think she's like lieutenant commander or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, M- Misa weird. is the captain now. Well, she's rank of captain, but you know, Bruno is the captain of the ship. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. You, you can be you can be a captain, but not be the captain. That makes sense. The concert where we listen to the bad song, uh, there's, I, I wrote down a topical joke that will probably not be so topical. Uh, at one point, uh, Rick and Hikaru complained about his eyes, and I made a joke about him being at the NFT concert. <laughs> that is very good. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. I'm glad you like right. my topical. If you're listening, you're listening to this in two weeks, old news by now, but 
You're lucky I saw a random uh, X about that. <laughs> I'm just kind of jumping. Do you have anything to say about the concert while we're there? We uh, just, just that that scene uh, really, really drove home to me how how off model all the characters are in this episode. Oh yeah, that's rough. Yeah, just like all like consistently throughout this episode, the the characters don't don't look quite like themselves. Uh, even even like background characters in the concert are just barely drawn. Like just like, like they gave a dude 20 minutes to draw the background characters in this concert. And they just almost look almost, they look like what I could draw. That's how bad it is. Ouch. Ouch. I'm sure you drawn fine, but ouch. Uh, I do not draw fine. Um, the, the eyes in Min Main, that scene where she's uh, going, uh, giving giving the gang uh, a bouquet of roses and kissing them. The her eyes were just like soulless, dead eyes. Yeah, a lot of weird eyes in, in this. I think it's pretty easy to see why they had a clip show next episode. They were animation team was coming in hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's good they got some rest to do then. Uh, episodes. Where 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 is Misa's kiss? She she deserves a kiss too. Yeah, yeah. She should get a freaking tongue kiss. I don't, know about, I don't know about all that. Okay, sorry. Sorry. But if she wants, uh, yeah, well, maybe not, you know, maybe not necessarily from, from the inmate, but someone should give her a dunk kiss. She's very lonely and it's very sad. Get, get, the, get the blue and trio up there. See, they'll, they'll blow up. That's... Do you think Amisa would be a good fit in the 100 Girlfriend show? I don't know what that show is, but I don't want to know. It's a bad name for a show. You know, are you, are you gaslighting me? We've watched, you've watched three episodes of the show that we've talked about. You know, the show where a guy gets 100 girlfriends. Oh, 100 girlfriends. Yes. I heard Hunt Your Girlfriend. <laughs> the most dangerous game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Hunting <laughs> your, your exes. Uh, that's Scott, Scott Pilgrim X, the most dangerous game. That was, yeah, uh, was, fucked up I, I do not want to know what that is. <laughs> uh, yes, I think I think uh, Misa would be uh, a great like 75th girlfriend. Rough. Wow, that's that's harsh. I mean, that, that doesn't mean to, they, like I'm not trying to say that the higher the number, the lower quality uh, girlfriend. Okay, that's, that's a bad. I don't like saying that phrase. <laughs> I don't like saying that. My, I have a higher quality triple X rare girlfriend, good sir. A legendary. <laughs> I have a triple, triple S. My gotcha game rolled me a triple S girlfriend who pretends to be my mommy. <sighs> um, what's next? After that, uh, right, I was just going to that- say uh, for that scene, Minmay has a very flirtatious comment where she winks and says, And congratulations on your safe return, <laughs> you handsome devil. And uh, not, not the case of Maggie. I was just, Oh, look, looks like we're both famous now. So, you know, and it's whispered to him, famous. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so beyond that, let's see. Uh, there, there's a scene that is also, I think, kind of fucked up in Robotech with Claudia. And uh, Lisa Misa, oh, I guess you know, specifically fucked up with Lisa, of course. Uh, so they they all meet in the bridge and they congratulate uh, Lisa on her new promotion. Uh, in Macross, there's a very cute scene where uh, Claudia says essentially like, like, hey, you like you should really just like act a little bit happier. And Misa does a little impersonation of like what like an overly happy person would sound like. That's like, oh, aren't I so lucky to have friends like this at work? Is that what you want me to sound like, really? And I, it's very funny. It works well. And in Robotech, they just kind of fuck up the joke. Well, how does it feel to be a heroine? Um, come on, tell Aunt Claudia. Or has your promotion enhanced your modesty, Lisa? Oh, <laughs> that's it. You've discovered my secret. So let's have a little respect here. <laughs> uh yeah that whole scene didn't work for me uh with the uh the robotech dialogue no good like this is this is uh one of the instances where like dialogue in robotech is usually more natural but this time they, they missed it the mark completely yeah yeah I, I think she says i wrote down that's it you've discovered my secret uh but in, in a very weird way it does not match the the animation of that very specific joke so yeah fucked up robotech ruined uh, a beautiful they, they were they were congratulating her on her promotion and also uh, on her being back from like the Zentradi ship. That was the first yeah. time she was on the bridge. Yeah, like the the uh, the bridge trio show up and like they 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 chase her down like 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 a couple of fans going after a celebrity. Going yeah, after Minmay. 
yeah, then, yeah, that, that that's, that's all true. I don't think there's too much left to the episode. The only thing is that uh, kind of a, a very perfunctory, not so battle sequence. It feels like a battle hasn't even started. Like the battle begins. Uh, Chiron is like, ah, I'm going to fuck him up. And then yeah, uh, he just like loses his patience and goes all Chiron and, and just like, oh, I need to destroy. Right. Yeah. And then immediately gets, gets big dog and they're back on earth and that's it. Uh, yeah. I, I do think it's very funny in Robotech. Chiron gets so mad. He almost just starts sounding like he's Sylvester from Looney Tunes. <laughs> he goes, he goes full of suffering succotash. Yeah. He goes, he goes full of suffering succotash. Uh, audience, audience will hear it now. Uh, and, and then they're back. Uh, one, one quick visual thing about the fight. I think this is the first time they've shown like a big shot of the Macross. Like in all of this, like big Reebly glory. Uh, like transformed or just like all yeah, together? Yeah, tra- transformed. Like the big robot mode. Because I remember they, last they, time we talked about it. You didn't get a good it. shot when it first transformed? No, no, no. We, we talked explicitly that it did not show us a good shot. It okay. like only did like tiny little bits. So here, here's where we really get to see it. I, I uh, feel like uh, also when it's shot, it's, it's giant laser. Uh, this might be a continuity snarl. Uh, the shot of it shooting its laser almost looked like the the ship mode of the Macross. Huh, interesting. Like I, I didn't see the uh, the aircraft carrier arms sticking out. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't put it past them. It's surprising, not not surprising considering some of the another uh, they're doing. Another uh, big mistake was in the scene where uh, Fokker is 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 chasing down uh, Hikaru's team on the, on the jeep where he's telling them hey go take a break or i'm gonna kick your butts yeah uh in the first in the very first bit of that scene uh his hair is the wrong color his hair is just brown or black <laughs> fucked it yeah they fucked it up uh, also in that scene uh in robotech right at the very end when he like outright orders them to go uh to not go to the to the briefing and go take some time off uh ben says there goes a wonderful guy <laughs> do you remember that that doesn't that's, feel like a Ben funny. line to me it would be a little sarcastic he, felt, I, he sounded so sincere when he said it though my favorite line from that scene I wrote it down was uh, when Fokker asked him if it was like an order not to go and Hikaru's like well it wasn't like an order specifically and then Fokker says well I'm making it an order specifically, specifically yeah. good good stuff and that's about my my limit of the show. Uh, uh, two quick music notes I want to add. I thought the uh, Robotech soundtrack for when the Blue Wind is walking around the city sounds like an opening to an action comedy in uh, a funny little way. Wow! <gasps> Ooh, oh. There's so much to spy on. Where should we start? Perhaps we should just mingle with the Micronians and observe their habits. Well, I think there's a good chance we're going to be observing them for an awful long time before we figure them out. Huh? And uh, I thought the um, the music that pops up when the ship pops up at the ending sounds like uh, King's Quest theme uh, for some reason. Yes, it does. It does sound very Queen King's Questy. Queen, uh, Queen's Queen's Quest. Queen's Quest. That, that, that works too. Uh. Yes, you showed me them back to back, and I was like, "Yes, this this is that, this is that, except not as good." That's right. Yeah, uh, and we said a bunch of other really funny stuff that you don't get to hear because we we one, burn pod. One more thing was when, uh, hold on, what's this guy's name? Shane Braun Braun came yeah. out with the dress in in Robotech when he when the big dress reveal. Uh, there was. There was like fake store brand sat trombone music that played. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. That's funny. It was very good. Fake trombone. Uh, let's see here. I have uh, just last bit of notes here. Uh, Azonia slash Laplamiz has a uh, 
combined gaming chair slash beanbag. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I don't know if you saw her chair behind her when she was barking out orders, but yeah, that's what she has. It looks very comfortable, but not to do any kind of work in. I, w- I will say to the audience, Manny, doing a good job pranking me right now. I, I, I made a purposeful attempt. I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to talk about these weird specific things. I just want to show them to you before we did the podcast. And we, we were there for like a good 15 minutes. And that time, Manny did not say like, hey, you know, while we're doing this, let me let me show you this thing. I'll, I'll point out so you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, set me up for failure. So now I'm embarrassed on this podcast. You don't know about the gaming chair? <laughs> I did, right. I don't notice a gaming chair. I'm sorry. You it's 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 not quite a gaming chair. It's it's uh it's gaming chair slash beanbag slash weird Star Trek furniture that I'm going to link. To okay, you. I see it. I see. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I see what you mean. That's good. My first thought was like potato chair. I don't know why. Uh and I have two more notes here. Looks like a bachelor pad. Chair. Right? Okay. Yeah, bring bring in those those notes. Uh, one more note is uh, is Global's collar custom made? Did he have that made for just for him? Because in the big brass meeting, none of the other big brass has the absolutely ridiculous collar that Captain Global's uniform has. I think if you're in command of a ship, that's what you get. Oh man, but it's such a gigantic collar, like it's it's just ridiculous, like absolutely bonkers. Power of command. Okay. And then last note, during the landing scene where the Macross is, is splashing down in the ocean, goes in, pops out, uh, Global drops his hat off screen. Like in, in, in one scene, he's sitting down in his chair, hat on head. Uh, and the next time we see him, he's picking off his hat. He's picking up his hat off the ground. Just a funny little bit. That's all. Damn. Destroyed. Get wrecked, Macross animators. Uh no, no, I'm saying that's that's you oh. know it's it's cool that it you know just happened off screen and we're seeing him just pick it up. It's oh, cute. Okay. All right. Get unwrecked, Macross. And uh, yes, unwreck yourself. yourself back together. All right. I think I think that's it. I think that's that's all we got for today. Where are you at? I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just sharing with you an image so that you can. Okay. All right. This is just, this is going to. Okay, <laughs> that is a very funny picture of a guy. I like it. Just, just bad animation. Just like bad, uh, in between animation. Like actual, you know, things that we're supposed to focus on are bad. Faces are bad. Eyes are super bad. This episode, this episode itself, not much going on. Zero, Milia, slash Miria. Zero Milia. Just, just unacceptable. Could have saved the app, even though we like we both still liked it quite a bit. I think. Uh, Matt, uh, I, yeah, I think overall, for I mean, we, we managed to talk about it quite a bit. There's a lot of a lot of funny little differences between them uh, yeah. overall. I, I think we did a good job. I think I think this episode pretty good. I think the episode of the, the show. I think Robotech mostly fucks it up, except for the one music sting that I think was really funny. That's the one thing that really sold me on it. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a little like uh, uneventful for for our, our format. If we talk about two episodes at a time, well, I guess in, in this, if we're talking about 13 and 14, I think it would still be rather uneventful because of uh, next time being a literal clip show. Uh, and in which case let's talk about next time. Next time we're going to watch a uh, global's report. Uh, I probably will probably, uh, unless we go full sicko mode, we'll not have a lot to talk about because it's just going to be a recap episode. Maybe, maybe Robotech will add some weird, funny narrator bits in there. We'll have a fun time with. Uh, maybe Manny will just cover five voice actors, but uh, in, in any case, <laughs> we'll gang, be... both of them. <laughs> Only both both of them plays two instead of three, right? What's that? Does both could both ever mean more than two? No, I think okay. it just means two. Uh, then you just you just fucked up, pal. You think about that. You think about how you fucked up with the words just there. No, I'm in both blue wind teams. There's only oh oh I see Macross and and Robotech okay yeah. I, multiple you fucked up multiple. by calling me out on that I'm gonna just edit that up and but we will be watching and by watching I mean reading <laughs> uh, we'll be looking uh, at we'll be using our eyes to see uh, Robotech Macross Missions which is a another comic book that takes place around this time period and Mel maybe we'll talk about that way more it. Looks okay, I think. 
I, I don't have any opinion on it yet. Hopefully it'll be as good as the last one and it won't be as bad as Megastorm. Uh, this is a, a three-part Academy Comics series that is focusing on a uh, destroyed pilot aboard the SDF-1 uh, that is uh, sent around the episode Blue Wind that we, we just saw. That has uh, uh, three issues, Day of Achilles, Desperation, Deja Vu, and Quaking Thunder. I've got, I've got a question for you here that I, I, I've been wanting to know the answer to. Of course. Why, why is it that we always consume Robotech content and not any Macross side content? There's, there's not really a lot of Macross side content. I looked into it. I, I mean, like, the thing is, like, like obviously there's uh, a lot of sequels in the form of animated stuff, but it would not make a lot of sense to watch that 13 episodes in. It, it, you know, and also just a, a, a lot more work than just reading a comic is. Uh, I think there, there's, there, like, there's one... like, a Macross NES game we can talk about okay all right no, you've looked, that's you, no, 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 that's you, you've heard it you've okay. heard it here well it's a side play, shooter that's all you need to know i mean it'll it, i guess we could cover it it'll just be a very short bit where we'll say yeah we i i, I was actually apparently that's, that's fan translated which just means that they put um like the main title screen in english that's all i did because that's the only bit of japanese in the game but uh, yeah, I guess we could do that. I don't know. There's not a lot. I think that's just within uh, like in between episodes like this for for Macross. I think there's a Macross Delta um, manga. Uh, a lot of the other stuff isn't translated. I think there's like there might be a Macross um, manga by itself too. But I think it's just like a uh, like redoing some of of what the show is doing. I, it's I, I've looked into it is, is the answer, and there doesn't appear to be a lot that makes sense for us right now. Does that uh, answer accept, your question? Accept your pathetic excuse. All right. Right. Okay. Uh, look, I look. I, we can we can cover. We'll, we'll have a lot of free time. Maybe we'll do. I like you agree, right? It doesn't make a lot of sense to watch like Macross Delta in the middle of a Macross. I guess we could do it while we're watching Southern Cross, but it's just like a lot more work to like put on a whole other episode of a thing, you know? Yeah, unless it's just like casual talk about it, not not the whole preparing a summary and everything. Right, right. Uh, and besides, like we have a lot of Robotech stuff that comes after Robotech uh, that we could pair with with some of that stuff as as well. Um, at, le- at least, see, I-, I do want to watch at least Macross too, and uh, like Robotech, the Sentinels, and we'll we'll see from there. But anyway, uh, so that's that's my answer. And uh, so yeah, next time, once again, episode fourteen, uh, both of which are clip shows of Macross and Robotech Global's report. Be there, be happy, and. You know what I always say? I'm always saying it. I almost, I almost said a completely different. I almost said Captain Disillusions ending thing, which like, like love with your heart or something. <laughs> anyway, um, I love you. You love me. 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 Do You Remember Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collins.